Welcome to the Mixing Babies and Business podcast, where parenthood meets professional development. We'll be covering all things business, flexible, and remote work with kids. I'm your host, Amy Lynch, and I'll be interviewing inspiring guests who've been showing up as their full selves as parents and blurring the lines between their personal and professional lives. Visit MixingBabiesAndBusiness.com. The final interview series on the podcast as part of Season 2 features Steve Folland, a parent, video, and audio creator for businesses and freelancers. He's the founder of Being Freelance, a podcast and online community to help people around the world in various stages of their freelance journey. Together with fellow community founder and freelancer Frankie Tortora, he also co-hosts Doing It For The Kids, a podcast which won bronze for best business podcast at the British Podcast Awards in 2020. This is the first of three mini episodes of our conversation, which took place in March of this year. We talk about our current workspaces, why it's not business as usual right now, and the importance of connecting with other freelancers when you're starting out. Stay tuned for future episodes where we talk about showing up consistently, being yourself, going freelance as a parent, and why you should treat your work as a business. This is part one of my chat with Steve. Let's get into it. Well, is that your real background? It is. It looks yeah. it's so good. It looks like a virtual background. Look at that. No, that's that's the thing. Jeez. Like some people probably think it is, yeah. but I hung those pictures myself. Well, wow. I might I might have to take a picture of your lounge or office or whatever that is and use it as my virtual background because that's that's quite something. Well done you. Thanks. I just got the tulips this week. And what about you? You're in a studio right now. I'm in my co-work space. So this isn't my desk, but they have these little meeting pods that you can go into, which aren't soundproof. So you can hear people talking and tapping outside, but they are padded cells. Uh, even the ceiling is lowered and padded, you see. So actually oh, for nice. audio, they're pretty good. They're not soundproof, but... It's a kid's play area right nice. there. So good for watching them, not great for recording <laughs> anything. <laughs> They just uh, bust through the doors too. Like there's no tension really. So they just run in here, jump on the couch. You need to barricade it. This is what you need. You know, like some sort of lay miz and you can just stand there with your red flag saying, no, you're not coming in. Mummy's working. Yeah, I want to get like a piece of wood that I can just slowly lower. (laughs) It's work time. (laughs) But no, they just, I don't know what it is. It's like magnetic. They just, the more you need to do something, the more they're like, but I need to be in your general vicinity or yeah they sense it it's like cats they know when you hate cats and then they come up to you i'm a cat charmer i don't i don't like them and they it's the same thing they come in one of the stray cats in our neighborhood came into my car (laughs) when i was trying to put my son in the car and it sat on the driver's seat (laughs) and then i had to try to get it out i was a bit worried it was going to turn feral and start like steal for car And then it just laid on our front porch and acted like it was our cat. And I was like, oh, I'm not feeding you. <laughs> it's just, it keeps coming back. Yeah. I don't know. Cats are so funny. They will always act like your cat unless they are your cat. Yeah. How old are your kids? I heard, so your daughter is seven, the, the one that was one when yeah. you started being oh freelance. Oh, my God, right. And your yeah. son, you said you, he got into his school. So he's 11 and she's about to be eight. She's about to have her second lockdown birthday. Wow. So, yeah, it's crazy to think that she was six when this all started, technically. Well, that's the thing. I heard your anniversary podcast or your, you know, it's the Doing It For The Kids podcast is two. And I was like, what? <laughs> I thought it was. Yeah. 
thought it was one, but oh yeah, we've been in this for a year. So we've been in this for a whole year. <sighs> Nearly there, surely. Frankie told me during my first interview with her that uh, you've been working from some odd places, like the back garden when it was raining. <laughs> And your car, and that was kind of, I think, lockdown version one, and you were trying to keep the podcast going. You know, what are some other ways besides finding odd spaces that were soundproof and away from your children, (laughs) or at odd times, like 11 o'clock at night? um, What are some Mm. other ways that you've had to get creative over the past year with your work? Oh, man. Well, the thing is, is that like during that first lockdown, I kind of paused my work, most of my work. Um, so that I could just look after the kids. That kind of, so my wife kept working and I kept doing that. But I, yeah. So it really was being able to find quiet places to work or do things of an evening or at the weekend. Uh, I was quite lucky. Well, lucky, but I'd accidentally kind of like pandemic proofed my business to a certain extent by working with other freelancers. So some of my work did keep going, but it just kind of went on forever. Uh, so like we literally fit, signed off a project today that was meant to finish and you know it's now what March it was meant to finish as we we're recording it was meant to finish last May May 2020 and it's kind of only just finished because we took our time but have you found your clients were understanding because everyone's in the same position yeah well that's the thing unlike most of the time for us working parents everybody is a, like understands for once like, you know especially all of those who've got kids. And um, I remember sending out an email really early on saying, because I kept hearing this thing saying, oh, it's business as usual. We're just working from home. It's business as usual. And I sent an email out saying, it's not business as usual. It's business as best we can. And um, it's like, literally, I've tried. It is impossible to work at home with children. Good luck with that. So I suggest that we all just be kind with each other on our deadlines and expectations and you be kind to yourself. So I sent that email out and it worked. Like everybody seemed to cut each other some slack, even at like really big organizations that I work with. They were, yeah, they were cool about it. Yeah, communication is key and saying what you need because they won't know unless you tell them. Yeah, it was almost like giving them permission to like, like you can't, you literally cannot work with children at home, Uh, not young children anyway. So yeah, the thought of people trying and expecting the same level of work that we were doing before was never going to happen. So uh, yeah, I, I wasn't even going to promise it. That's that's for sure. It's a bit different now, you know, like a year later. But when when the kids are away from school, it's just nothing happening. Yeah, well, your kids are back in school for now in the UK. Yeah. Uh, We just, as of midnight last night, the kids are still in school, daycares are open, but we just went back into a red zone, uh, which... Red zone? What does red zone mean? This is the thing I'm constantly learning. What does an average day right now look for you compared to, like, you don't even have to go there for the January, February period that you just came out of? So actually, my average working day now is better than it was before the pandemic and that is purely because my wife is still working from home so she normally works in London so our old life you know ever since our kids were born uh, or our daughter was born and I sort of went self-employed was I would drop my wife at the station at half six in the morning she'd go off into London and we might you know we wouldn't see her for another 12 hours 13 14 who knew when she'd come back and um, yeah I'd go home look after the kids get them to nursery or school or whatever and then try and work in between whereas now she's at home so actually and she's making the most of it too so she's enjoying walking the kids to school 
because uh, she's not been able to do that. Although I notice it tends to be the sunnier days. <laughs> now I think about it. Um, and then uh, also, yeah, often picking them up. And so that gives me a longer day than I've ever had. Like normally when your day is curbed by the school day, by about two o'clock, because like our school's finished at three, by two o'clock I start, like it's hard to work anymore because part of your brain is going, got to pick them up, got to yeah. pick them up, then be late. And when that's taken away from you, even if like you've not got to go home until four or whatever, it makes such a difference. <laughs> it's so like you just keep keep on going. So, yeah, in that respect, like, you know, I don't want anybody to throw things at me because that's uh, but uh, actually it's better than it was. I don't know whether it will stay that way. I'm sure at some point she'll go back into her office. But for now, it's better. I honestly felt similar. I think my husband was able to take a week off when our first kid was born in London and then was leaving at 6, 6.30, coming home at 6, 6.30. And, and then now it's like you get to do breakfast as a family and dinner together. So yes, I, I was trying to focus on the positives. And I know you just said, I don't know if it was the last episode or a few ago, that you're focusing on what you can control, including reorganizing your Tupperware <laughs> cupboard. <laughs> but like, oh I just was like, what can I control? What can we you know, make the most of? It's such a good Tupperware cover right now. I love it. Um, but that that is true. Like even like I hate doing DIY, but at the moment I'm doing bits of decorating and things like that because it's something that I can actually do at home. And on top of that, I find that when I'm painting walls and things, the kids tend to leave me alone. Like when you want help, they all seem to disappear. It's actually quite a good evasive. It's like one of those sirens that keeps cats out your garden that nobody can hear. As soon as you get out paintbrushes and need help or cleaning equipment, they all disappear. Yeah, get rid of the technology and get just the the DIY stuff out. So you're being freelance. I want to say it's a brand because you have a podcast, a vlog, a course, a book club, products. Ah, but that like an accidental brand. And it all started. I love your story because I say I'm an accidental activist. I just started going places and writing about it or talking about it. And you mm. were starting to talk about your freelance journey and it turned into all these things and a community. Initially, what kind of things did you find that people were most interested in as a freelancer and trying to get started themselves? Well, I think with with the podcast, with the Being Freelance podcast, it was always about hearing other people's experiences. And there's like a huge value in that. Like at the time, I, I, I was new to being freelance or like being full-time freelance, which is quite different to doing it on the side for years. But then when I did my vlog, I think, pe- which was like filming myself every single day and then putting out a video each week, which I've managed to do for a few years. I think I think people like to learn like productivity type things like when I would find solutions to things that were bugging me also to like the whole work life balance thing like just trying to figure out how to fit my work around my kids and stuff like that but I think overarchingly is the fact of just knowing that you're not alone that other people are going through the same thing as you which is also what you get from communities which I wasn't a member of at the time so yeah I think watching listening realizing that other people are doing the same as you is in itself pretty reassuring you don't necessarily have to learn something yeah especially when you're at home all the time by yourself or or you're not alone and you have children around you but you just can't talk to them about the pitch you're trying to do or (laughs) the the job that you're working on yeah and like yeah even like you know well not that I'd often see my wife because she was always in London but she doesn't get what I do so it's nice to have those those people who do who do get what it's like being freelance. <laughs>
Big thanks to Steve for taking part of his day to answer my questions about his freelance workflow over the past year, setting boundaries with clients, and the importance of not going it alone. Stay tuned for the next two episodes where we'll talk about creating a community of freelancers by sharing his story, the things he wishes others would have told him before becoming a parent and business owner, and what the future may hold for his children. Check out Steve and his work at beingfreelance.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your network and leave a review. It helps other parents find the podcast. You can access more parent-friendly professional development, flexible and remote work with kids resources on my website at mixingbabiesandbusiness.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.